You're listening to a sermon from Pasco Vale Church of Christ. To hear more of our teaching or to find out about the church, please visit our website, pvcc.org.au. Morning, Pasco Vale. Uh, welcome to another beautiful Sunday. Um, and for those who may be joining us online because you can't be here, welcome. And hope you can find uh, the opportunity to join us uh, in community here soon in lovely Derby Street. Now today is uh, Vision Sunday and we'll be setting the vision for Pascoville Church and therefore the title of our message today is Be Thou My Vision. We will be exploring Ephesians chapter 4 verses 1 to 16 and I hope you have your Bibles ready with you as we explore God's vision for the church together. Before we begin, let us bow our heads in prayer and ask God and the Holy Spirit to open our hearts to hear what He has to say today. Let's pray. Dear Lord, thank you for your word, thank you for scripture, and we just pray, dear Lord, that as we uh, explore your vision for our church, that you will speak to us in a unique and special way. May the words of our mouths and the meditation of our hearts be wholly acceptable to you today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now, whilst many know the tune, Be Thou My Vision, not many may be familiar with the story behind the hymn. It begins with St. Patrick. When he was just 16 years old, pirates kidnapped Patrick and sold him into slavery in Ireland. In this time, he became a Christian. Years later, he managed to escape and return home to his family in England. Whilst most would have stayed home forever, Patrick chose to go back to Ireland and become a missionary. What does all this have to do with Be Thou My Vision? Well, on Easter Sunday in year 433, the local Irish king issued a decree in observation of a pagan druid festival that prohibited anyone from lighting a flame or a candle. Patrick, refusing to honour anyone but Christ, stood against the king. That morning, Patrick risked his life by climbing to the tallest hill in the area and lighting a huge fire. As the ancient Irish people woke up, they could all see Patrick's defiance of the king. He could not hide his light. Patrick wanted to show the world that God's light shines in darkness and that only he deserves praise. Years later, as uh, an unknown composer wrote a melody in honor of Patrick's actions, and we still sing the hymn to this day. As we live in a world that is growing ever further away from the Lord, it is so important, isn't it? so important for us to set our vision on Him. It's so important for us to go light our fire and burn it brightly for the fallen world to see Christ and honour Christ for what He has done for you and for me. What is your vision, Pascoville Church of Christ? What is your vision? What do you all want to achieve as a church? This is a question we all need to ask ourselves, isn't it? Friends, if we do not have a vision for what we want to achieve, we will forever fall short of what we can become. Now for some of us, this may look strange, but it's an old telephone, an old phone from the 1870s. For the younger people in the room, even including the white-haired individuals, yes, this is what people used to use to communicate with one another. A box on the wall. It's not, if not for the visionaries who looked to the future, 
as to what the phones could become, we all would not have our smart devices that we hold on today. If you were ever able to travel through time and show someone from the past what a modern phone looked like today, you would have absolutely blown their minds. To them, it is already a miracle that we can talk to someone from a distance away, let alone be connected to anyone in the world that has a mobile coverage or access to the internet. Friends, if we lack vision for our church, we will forever remain that box on that wall. And someday, we will become obsolete, irrelevant, and potentially even abandoned. People with vision planted the first church here at Pascoville because they saw a need. And I believe that need is even more critical today as other northern churches start to close and memberships decline. It's not about the numbers that enter our church doors or join us as a member, but it's about the increasing number of people who do not have Jesus as their personal Lord and Savior. That, my friends, is a very scary statistic. Because if we're not populating heaven, we are populating hell. That's the truth. Recent demographic studies undertaken by the city council shows that this suburb alone is increasingly becoming an agnostic community, as in a community that does not know God or do not believe in Him. What are we going to do about it? It's my question to all of us in this room today and those who are listening. Friends, can I ask you to get involved and make a difference for Christ in this suburb today and beyond? Let us capture Jesus' vision for this church and shine on the hill proudly for the world to see that the Holy Spirit resides in this place, in the hearts of its members here at Pascoville Church of Christ. We are going to look at today's passage in a bit of a roundabout manner. Not that I think that the writer has got it wrong, it just flows that better for the message today. So we'll be looking at a couple of the later verses first, then we'll come back to the start of the passage. Now friends, together we form the magnificent body of Christ. People from every tribe and tongue gathering as brothers and sisters in Christ, with one common goal, and that's to glorify God and to praise Him. It does not matter where you come from, what country you were born. It does not matter how rich or how poor you are. It does not matter if you are a man, woman, or child. It does not matter if you are white skin, tan skin, or dark skin, or whatever color skin. It does not matter if you have black hair, white hair, red hair, or no hair. It does not matter whether you are old or young. We are joined together by Christ. The unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God, Jesus Christ, binds us together under the headship of Jesus, our Lord and our Savior. How beautiful and how magnificent is this. No other religion does this other than perhaps Islam, which is, has many similarities to Christianity. We are all 
united in Him in one bond. As a family in Christ Jesus, we are brothers and sisters in Christ, even though we are different, we are from different birth families. We are all part of one body and one spirit, just as we are called to the one hope that belongs to your call. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God, and Father of all, and through all, and in all. The agnostic world suggests that we are a mistake. That is what evolution teaches us. We are a blip in the universe, an outcome of a big bang. We happen by chance through billions of years of trial and error, that's what they say. But God teaches us that we are more than a blip or an accident. Every one of us, every one of us are beautifully and wonderfully made in His image. We are designed to know Christ, to grow in Christ, and to proclaim Christ. It is for this reason that we are created, to be united in Him, but also to be mature in Him. Now what does maturity look like? Now verses 13b and 14 of Ephesians 4 tells us to mature is to measure the stature of the fullness of Christ so that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by the waves and carried by ever wind of doctrine by human cunning and by craftiness in deceitful schemes. It means to know the Bible and to know it well. To understand your faith. And to hold short firm to it. To build a firm foundation for our faith and in the word so that we cannot be shaken. To not be deceived by false teachers with their fancy languages and feel-good messages. To know what Jesus truly stands for. And understand his heart and why we believe and put our faith in him. Friends, if we simply rely upon what is taught on the pulpit and not do our own study of the word, if we do not ask questions and seek answers, if we do not put our faith into action, how will we grow in maturity in the Lord? How? Now friends, whilst we do not see much news reports here in Australia, however, if you follow some of the news in the US, it is so disheartening to see people who profess themselves as Christians act in a very unchrist-like manner, being racially discriminatory, being uncompassionate and unloving. It gives Christianity a really bad name and puts Jesus in such a negative light. Friends, let's not be a stumbling block that hinders the world from knowing Jesus. Instead, let our love and our maturity in the Lord make us become like Him and melt the hearts of those who have hardened their hearts like stone. Ask God to teach us to become more like Him each day in our thoughts, in our actions, and in our words. We need to be speaking the truth in love we are to grow up in every way into him who is the head into Christ. From whom the whole body joined and held together by every joint with which is equipped. 
When each part is working properly, it makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. Friends, each of us play an integral part in this body of Christ. Maybe you are not the frontline ministries like the pastors or missionaries or evangelists or apostles or elders, but we have just an important role to play because together, together we form the body of Christ. Each person has an important role to play by being united in Him, maturing in Him, and becoming more and more like Him. This, my friends, is so that we can grow the body of Christ together and to shine His light brightly. In order to do so, we need to first grow in our character, each one of us. The Apostle Paul wrote in this, this in verse 1 to 2, I therefore, a prisoner for the Lord, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of your calling to which you have been called, with humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing one another in love. Friends, we are called to be one with Christ, called to be His representative, His voice to the people. This is the highest possible vocation that any one of us can have. So let us walk proudly and walk a walk that is worthy of it. The Apostle Paul must desire godliness and holiness to be the hallmark of the people he is writing to, in, the case, in this case, the Ephesians. But he is also writing to us, the followers of Christ. And it should be the standard that we as a church should be working towards. Friends, we are not called to lord it over men, but instead to be the lords over God's heritage. We are called to be Christ-like, to be gentle and tender, ready to bear and to forgive all manner of wrong that may be done to us, and yet love others unto the Lord. This is how the world will know that we are truly His disciples when we love one another. Thus, C.S. Lewis suggests that humility is not thinking less of yourself, but thinking of yourself less. It means to put others before yourself, to put others first, to consider how we can support others or the church, or, the, or God's work before we think about our own interests. This, my friends, is how we can grow in unity. As the common saying goes, united we stand, divided we fall. We cannot attract others to Christ if within us we are divided. Sadly, many years ago, in, our, in, in the city church, we had a situation which was extremely dividing. That day when an announcement was made, I was standing in the church congregation and I, I was looking around and I noticed this family. This family was new. He had vis- they had just visited the church for the first time. I observed how upset the parents of this family was when they hustled their children out of the church doors during the announcement. Do you think they'll be coming back again? I think probably not. Do you think they will be coming, sorry, do you think that the church left a good impression on them? I dare say it didn't. 
Sure, there will be times where there will be divisive matters that need to be addressed. The scripture tells us that we all need to be eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. Our vision, our actions, and everything that we do needs to be centered on the gospel, centered on Jesus Christ. That is why we have a statement of faith. And in coming weeks, we'll be exploring some of these statements of faith so that we can all align our hearts, all embrace the vision of what this church is about. Last but not least, growing in service is what we need to do. We need to be a church that is serving. There are lots of needs in the church, especially a local church and God's ministries. The same people, bless their souls, cannot do everything. They will burn out and sometimes even become disenchanted with the church. Serving in the Lord is an outworking of our faith and we need to serve where God has called you to serve. Don't be afraid to put up your hand and offer your service. There is much to do. I'm sure we all can contribute in some way or other. But grace is given to each one of us according to the measure of Christ's gift. Therefore it says, when he ascended on high, he led a host of captives and gave gifts to men. Friends, we've all been given gifts, spiritual gifts. And not too long ago, we did a survey to help you identify what spiritual gifts they may be. If you have not done one, please speak to myself or Margaret and we can certainly organize a copy to be given to you so that you can do it yourself. Why not ask God how, he, how we can use those spiritual gifts to grow God's kingdom in Pascoville this year? In conclusion, get involved and make a difference. Be intentional, helping others know Christ, grow in Him, and proclaim Him. Friends, we can do this by perhaps joining a live group. I'm not sure if many of people in this room know, we actually have a live group, a, a young family group that meet every fortnight here in church at 5.30 on a Saturday. I'd like to invite all the young families here to come connect with us so that we too can continue to build one another up, to support one another in the cell group. Maybe there's no group for you at the moment. Think about creating a group perhaps of families or older families or older individuals. Think about how you can get it together because iron sharpens iron and we can continue to encourage and build one another up and encourage one another to grow. There's also things like women's ministry, which I understand happens on the Tuesdays. So think about joining some of this stuff. We can do one-on-one meetups, also known as spiritual partnerships or discipleship. You know, if you have nobody that's older than you or whatever, you can walk together with someone in your own age. Support one another, study the word together, discuss questions of the world and the life together as well. Or perhaps you are someone who likes to chat. Well, there is certainly the opportunity to call people up, to follow up on them, to see how they are going. 
engage people on the social media, perhaps, if you're, if you're the person that likes to Twitter and, and whatnot, or Instagram or whatever that you do. Even messaging people. If you're old school, maybe even write them a letter. Well, attending church is certainly another excellent way to encourage one another and to spur each other on in the pursuit of Christ-likeness, isn't it? Let us get into the habit of meeting together to support and encourage one another. But last but not least, serving. The hallmark of every disciple is the heart of service. Friends, the body of Christ needs you. So whatever you can do will make a difference for this kingdom work that is happening in Pascoville Church of Christ and surrounds. Let us put Jesus as the center stage for our vision for 2023 and beyond. Let us not be afraid to shine our light brightly on that hill for all to see around us so that they will be drawn to the light. Let us not lose sight of the important work that we are doing here in Pascoville because we don't want to become redundant, obsolete, like that wall, that, like that phone on that wall. There's just decoration and has no purpose in this day and age. Friends, we all have something to give to ensure the light of Pascoville Church of Christ continues to shine brightly here in this suburb and beyond. I pray we capture that vision and contribute where you can in any way that God has called you to. Let us be a salt and light for Christ in this world as in a world that's ever growing and becoming more godless. Help us to populate heaven, not populate hell. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for all that you've done. We thank you for what you've done in Pascoville in particular. We know that we are planted here for a reason. We have land, we have buildings, we have members. We have a reason and a purpose in your family in this suburb. Speak to each one of our members here, each heart that is in this auditorium and those who are listening. Convict our hearts. Show us your vision for this church. Show us your vision for what you're going to do in this place. Lord, help us to be your servants. To put our hands up to say, here am I, send me. This is your church, Lord. And we pray that our hearts and our thoughts and our actions will be focused and centered on you. Help us, dear Lord, to grow Pascoville Church in 2023. In Jesus' precious and holy name we pray. Amen.